0: Welcome to the Total Wireless store, where total confidence awaits.
1: I need to keep up with my teens this summer without sweating high cell phone bills.
0: Don't worry. You got this with Total Wireless. We have plans to fit all your family's needs starting at just 25 bucks on the nation's best 4G LTE network. I won't miss a thing. Now you can focus on the important stuff, like arguing
1: about curfew. Discover the Total Wireless stores and get Total Confidence. The latest phones, the best network,
2: all at great prices. Now open in L.A. Refer to the latest terms and conditions of service at TotalWireless.com. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Spotlight. My name is Kente. I'm uh, one of your hosts all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you this Monday, a couple of days before the 4th of July. Let me introduce my co hosts uh, I'm going to start off with the one, the only, Yardley. How are you doing, Yardley?
0: Hey, you know what? I'm good, Kente. It's always great to be here with you, Jen, and it's been a while. I'm going to get a chance to talk to Phil. And I'm start- excited. All right.
2: Joining us as well is the, the beautiful, the talented Jen. How you doing, Jen?
1: Hey, how's it going, everybody?
2: All right, that's all I get uh, <laughs> after that great uh, intro, Jen. Uh,
1: you know, I, 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 I'm going to tell you Hawaii, just a real quick Hawaii thing. Today was the first of the month in Hawaii, and they set off the civil alarm sirens as a test, and I completely forgot what day of the of the month it was. And, you know, with all the stuff going on here with the earthquakes over on the big island and volcanoes and tsunamis, and I panicked for just a second. <clears throat> and it just goes to show, you know, you, you can never be too prepared. There's always something that will stand in your way. So that was my reminder today that um, uh, be prepared. Don't forget.
0: Yeah, well, 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 gladly, uh, nothing is really too out of control for you uh, right about now, Jen, so we're glad you said that. <laughs> Me too.
2: too. Alright, so joining us is uh, a guy that uh, he is no stranger to this show uh, or to Indie Radio, I should say. Um, of course, he's a, an, a cast alum of one of our favorite shows of all time, Hell on Wheels. He's a terrific actor and a wonderful person it's the one and only phil burke how you doing
3: what is going on i want to hear more about the apocalypse in hawaii <laughs> <laughs> well, I, want to, apocalypse I want to know uh, it, it, besides the weather and and these alarms and uh and, you know not being prepared i mean i guess you should have stayed in the girl scouts or uh, or something i mean you got, you, do you have a bag ready? Is there an emergency bag? Do you have a Do you have a special burner phone that you can call the authorities just in case things go haywire? I mean, what, what What's going on over there? It sounds like, sounds like mayhem. <laughs>
1: Here, here's the thing: when you live in Hawaii, you don't get a go bag because there is no place to go.
3: Oh yeah, because so, it's an island, right?
1: <laughs> if there's an apocalypse, uh, we're pretty much <laughs> yeah, we're we're toast. So,
3: <laughs> well, the I'm uh, of
1: living in paradise.
3: I was just gonna put something together and uh send it across the wire, but seeing as you don't need it um I'll just send you a virtual <laughs> high five and say good luck
1: yeah you might you might want to hold on to it for yourself. I think you guys might actually need it more than we do fair
3: enough
2: <laughs> so uh uh I think it was what two days ago it was uh canada day
3: right it's sure uh yesterday July first how did you celebrate well i uh What did I do? Um, I celebrated by um, watching some hockey and listening to some Canadian tunes. Uh, I watched the Blue Jays. Uh, I also um, went a little ballistic because um, an incredible hockey player, John Tavares, is coming to the Leafs. It's a big signing. It's kind of huge. Um, What else did I do? I had a small barbecue, and then it was actually the closing night party for... uh, the Iceman Cometh and uh Colomini, who you'll remember from Hell on Wheels and everything, uh was in it with um with Denzel Washington and um another Hell on Wheels alum, um Reg Rogers was in it as well. So um I went and hung out with them uh after the after the after the show. It was great.
2: Oh wow. So you had an yeah. action packed
3: day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try and keep them busy, you know, working on working. That's good. that's excellent, man. That's excellent.
1: Canadians know how to party. We know that.
3: We definitely have been known to uh, tipple a few, uh, to go for a rip, as you may say, um, and, uh, you know, light up some fireworks and, uh, you know, slap faces, take names, shake babies' hands. <laughs> shake babies' hands <laughs> is what I meant to say there.
2: Now, now, have you been uh, out here in the States uh, much in the last uh, several years since the show ended?
3: Yeah, man. Well, I live in New York. I live in New York City, so this oh, you, is... Uh... Oh, you live in New York now? Yeah, man. Oh. This is my home base.
0: Oh, okay. Well, oh, awesome. Yeah, you were living there the last time we did a show, weren't was you, Bill? Really? You were, you were oh. in New York
3: then, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was here.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You was actually in a bar. You did it from the
3: bar, if I, if I recall, or something. I think I might have actually. Yeah, that's right. I think I was in my, I was in the basement. I was in the office of my buddy's bar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good memory.
2: Oh wow. See, uh, I'm getting old because I, I definitely didn't recall that. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you like it uh, living there?
3: Uh, I mean, I've been here pretty much since uh, I came first uh, out of uh, high school. I moved here when I was, uh, when I was nineteen, and. Um, just went to the acting school here and pretty much stayed. I did a small cup of coffee in LA. Um and then uh you know, I'm always sort of back and forth when uh work wise if necessary. And then uh yeah, we just sort of travel around with uh with gigs and with bits and pieces and uh yeah, but this has been this has been pretty much my home for the last seventeen years. Oh wow. Yeah.
2: Now you've been a very busy guy since uh uh Hell on Wheels, Wills the show ended uh you've done uh, several projects i know uh one of the programs you did was you were on uh, van Helsing. What was that experience
3: like <laughs> <It> was great <laughs> it's <a> vampire show <laughs> it's awesome it's, uh yeah it was great i mean Neil le butte um, was uh you know a dear friend and uh Someone I've worked with uh, many times um, before. Uh, he's the showrunner, so um, we've had a recurring role in that series for the last two years. So we sort of go in and out of Vancouver, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's uh, it's vampires, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Do, you, do you like the horror genre?
3: Yeah, when they're paying checks. <laughs> <laughs> when, when they're helping Daddy with his rent. You know. I love horror movies. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Although uh to be fair, uh, I'm not really good with horror movies like watching them and stuff. I'm not that good with the sort of gore and thingies. I I, I like um I like good thrillers, good suspense movies. I'm a sucker for anything Scandinavian of late. But um uh yeah no when it's sort of blood and like things like the purge or anything like that i i can't do it i'm just no no way no
0: way what well phil we know you're all about getting that money but just as a as a human being do you ever you know how often do you take the time to actually go to the cinema and check out you know some of the hot properties that are out now are you are you down with the uh the superhero craze or are you more of a comedy guy Uh, When you go to see things in your personal time, uh, how do you represent that?
3: Yeah, I mean, depending. Um, I've seen a few of the Captain America movies because I've got a buddy, uh, Sebastian Stan, he's in those. Um, So you always want to go and support your friends. Um, I wouldn't go rushing out to see, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, You know, sometimes, I mean, I don't know, like, Somebody was telling me about Jurassic World the other day and, uh, uh, you know, they had their views on it. But movies like that you kind of need to see on the big screen and some of these superhero movies you like to need to see on the big screen. But um, I can't even think of the last time. What did I see last? Um, can't remember. It's been a while. Oh, wow. Well, um, but we're going I was, a, was a, I was a premiere for something, I think. But um, – but uh, we're going to the skyscraper premiere next week with uh, The Rock. Oh, yeah. that'll okay. be fun.
0: That that seems like, but it seems like I saw the trailer for that, and it seems like it showed the whole movie.
3: Did you see that trailer? Pretty, came down? I, I think it pretty much did, <laughs> yeah. but who knows? I mean, I might get surprised. There might be, you know, there might uh, be like uh, some sort of skyscraper within a skyscraper within a skyscraper, and it's like completely twisted back and forth you know it goes completely left when we think it's going right. I mean, who knows? It's the rock, who knows?
0: Well, it's kind of funny because they were kind of billing that as some type of like original original type of script and I was like that ain't nothing but damn Die Hard without the same uh <laughs> the
3: same billing, it seems kind yeah, of Yeah, it it could be Die Hard, it could be a Towering Inferno, it could yeah. be you know, it could be uh we can we can slot a lot of uh different things and probably get the same outcome, but um
0: I've, I've got a, a friend in the movie,
3: and uh, she invited me, and I'm excited to go and uh, support her and see uh, what's going on.
2: Is that is that going to be maybe
3: in you uh, get New York? in the
1: elevator, and it takes you to different alternate realities. I- I'm going to go
3: <laughs> with that. I-, I like that. I li- I I like where you're going. More like Inceptionally skyscraper, you know.
1: You, th- see, that's got a good ring to it,
3: too. I, I, I this is what I do, babe. I'm just saying. I'm just. This is this is what we got going on.
2: Now is is that a premiere going to be in New York or Los Angeles?
3: Ah, uh, New York, yeah, yeah, New York, New York. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. Lately, uh, I lately, like I said, I've been tucking into um Scandinavian murder mysteries and and English murder mysteries. I'm a sucker for um anything that's got uh, anything with uh, costumes. <laughs> I like costume dramas. I was just recently watching uh, Foster, Florence, Jenkins for like the sixth time because I think it's great, and I have a, I have a big crush on Hugh Grant. He's just, he's just, he's just terrific, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he's a, he's a very, very talented actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. So, okay. So, uh, was Van Helsing like your first like? Uh, j- Trip into the horror genre as far as no, actor. no,
3: no. I've done a few movies, uh, a few indie movies, and um, some uh, you know, crazy bits and pieces. Um, that was, I think, the first sort of uh, TV show, but um, yeah, I did this um, cool project called Windwalkers um, that ended up making some noise uh, in some festivals um, across uh, across. T- um, in Europe, actually, specifically. But um, then I did another one there a couple, couple years ago, year ago. And um, and yeah, no, I mean, um, I love it. Anything, uh, anything with some uh, with some action, and when they let me do my own stunts and all this kind of jazz, it's uh, it's great. You know, I don't mind spilling yeah. blood. I just don't like watching it. <laughs> I,
1: I have to say, Ben Helsing has uh, has some of the best and funnest dialogue. Uh, really? Sort
3: of that. Yeah, I really like it. I love that series. Oh, that's great. Well, I'll be hanging out with the uh, the big guy uh, this week, so I'll pass it along. That's very kind of you to say.
0: Well, that, that's that's awesome, a and, and Phil, Let me ask you something. I got to ask you this before I forget it, because sometimes you know when I'm scrolling through social media, and um, I saw you had a post uh, on your Instagram. I think you received the artistic leadership award. And was there. Can you tell us about yeah. that? Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, that was very, um, that was, that was, uh, that was a lovely night. That was kind of, um, uh, a surprise. Um, I was approached by, um, uh, by Origin Theater Company and, uh, George Hasselund, the artistic director. And he was, uh, Hey, do you want to accept this award? And I was like, oh, oh, what, what for me? Me? And, uh, yeah, it was, a it was a lovely gala. It was a lovely evening. And then Colin was, Initially there is my date along with my parents and some of my um buddies and friends and they all came uh, you know, to support and then they sort of pulled a fast one and uh gave the mic to call him and he actually presented it and then was very kind and said some words and and uh they made a video for, you know, friends and family from across the globe and uh yeah, it was a, it was an interesting night. It was very humbling and um very um very uh very great. It was, it was it was lovely. It was lovely. It was just uh, a, a terrific yeah. evening, and I um, was uh, very kind and uh, really enjoyed it. So now we got to go out there. And we got to uh, we got to prove them all right, you know.
0: Right. Yeah, I thought that it was great, and just hearing you speak about it, I mean, I can kind of see the look in your face. You weren't really expecting it. It seemed pretty cool, uh, and um, I think that's a real cool thing um, that happened because I was like, man, it's kind of cool when something unexpected happens and you can tell that someone's genuinely kind of taken aback by that so congratulations to that and uh, i encourage thank you, you, know, you.
3: Me i appreciate on. that yeah.
0: so
2: so um, we we're talking a lot about uh, your post um hell on wheels uh acting uh experiences um i know this that you have quite a bit of projects that are in pre-production and uh some in post-production uh, i know that sometimes you can't really talk about it but um i i see that you have a movie that's in post-production called ask for jane oh
3: yeah yeah can you talk about that in, in, at all yeah that was a that was a um that was a great uh script that i uh that i got with um that josh Bowman who i've worked with before He's the producer and sort of came across and was like, Hey, you wanna do this? And I said, Sure. Um, and it's um it, it's an interesting piece and uh somewhat poignant right now because it's about um women and uh getting the right um for abortion mm. when women's rights and um you know, it's uh, especially with all the, the Me Too movements and um, you know, with the women's marches and uh and now, you know. Heaven forbid, with the Supreme Court going and perhaps turning over Roe v. Wade. Um, you know, uh, I think this movie, um, when it does finally come out, I think it'll. Uh, I think it'll be something that people will want to see and something that people will reflect upon, especially these days. You know.
2: Hmm. So, uh, how important yeah, is it really for timely. you for you to do? Yeah. How important is it for you to do projects where it has a message to it?
3: Oh, I think every project has a message to it some way in some form i mean we you know we're, we're, when we're telling stories we want to have at least something come back whether it be good or bad um any type of discussion is um is 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 um is a plus is is what you're is what you're trying to achieve really you know um something that's warranted um but uh you know um when you get a chance to be part of these movies it's it's good it's great it's um you know, hopefully you go in there, you do your bit, they like you, and then the audience likes you, and then you get more of these projects, you know, this this sort of voracious circle.
2: Mm. Well, that's good. Uh, um, now, you said that you're working with uh, Josh Brolin on this. Uh, what is it like working with him?
3: Oh, no, no, it was
2: Josh Folan. Oh, Folin, Folin, okay, my, my bad. Yeah,
3: but I hear Josh <laughs> Brolin's really good. Uh, I hear good things, so uh, when I do meet him, I'll tell him you said hello, and I'll call you back. <laughs>
2: That's hilarious. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So, uh, um, I see another film you're working on is a movie called uh, Toss It.
3: Oh, yeah. That's sort of going around now. That was an interesting piece, to say the least. Um, Yeah, that was just sort of a romantic comedy. Uh And... um, you know, we did it here in the New York area, and um, yeah, it's, uh, some people seem to like it. I haven't seen it myself, um, so I couldn't really give you a, a my review. But um, it was uh, it was an interesting piece, and um, yeah, we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes.
2: You're you're the lead, right?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. How how was that playing the
3: lead? Oh, it was great. I mean, it's something I've done before, but it, it was good fun. You know, I hadn't really um, done an all-out sort of romantic comedy like that. It's just more been, you know, straight comedies and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was fun. It was great. I mean, um, uh, we, we had a great time. It was, it was just, um, yeah, it was good. It was interesting.
2: Now, now you're a world, you are well-rounded uh, actor, um, but uh, comedy is one of your uh, one of your best um, attributes,
3: right? Well, I mean, I I sort of grew up doing uh, you know stand up and shows with my friends back in Toronto, and then you know did UCB and um, and uh, different improv groups in Toronto and here in New York. So we definitely have uh, we definitely have uh, a foot in that camp, which is uh, which is good and it's fun and it's always nice to get out there and grab a few laughs and. Uh, We got something coming up in the next few weeks, um, which is a nice sort of black comedy, um, which I'm excited about, um, in Idaho. And then, um, yeah, you know, it's always fun. Hey, Phil,
0: is is improv something that keeps you sharp?
3: Oh, I think anytime. Yeah, anytime you're moment to moment, and you're there, and you're reacting off someone else, and you get a chance, especially working with... um, well seasoned actors and people who can get a game and understand the game within a scene. Um, it's great. It's, it's fun. Like, um, I think it's just, um, you know, it's just locking in and making sure uh, your choices aren't, aren't all that stupid. And even when they are stupid, sometimes that's that's where the scene goes. And and sometimes that that works a hell of a lot better. You just got to keep going with it and keep flowing and, and making it work. So it's, uh, it's definitely, um, definitely it's it's definitely fun
2: you you, you know it's interesting though it seems like the comedy genre as far as films are concerned um isn't as strong as in previous years uh all the the top films are generally uh superhero films or horror flicks or whatnot and i i was watching this thing about how there hasn't been a real blockbuster comedy in quite some time uh me as as a content creator myself uh, you know, this pretty much the same things scare us, or make us cry, or have us on the edge of our seats. But laughter is so subjective. Um, what do you think is the reason for the the, the decline in in uh, comedies, as
3: far as a film is concerned? Well, that's interesting. Um, I don't necessarily know if there is a decline necessarily or that they're just not being produced because everybody is using these formulaic sort of mm-hmm. superhero genre movies um, as a way to make money for the studios because that's what people are going to go see. So it's sort of, you know, the schism towards that side of the spectrum. I mean, you know, I don't uh, I don't know. I think, you know, Jordan Peele, Michael Key, are starting to come out with some stuff and um, mm-hmm. what else? You know, the the Fairley brothers haven't done anything. There was a good I mean, there was a good there was a good time in the nineties there where you had some really great comedies, Dumb and Dumber and <laughs> um being one of my favorites. Um Farrelly Brothers movies, all that kind of stuff. But now I don't know, I guess maybe they're just not being popularized enough. With a lot of things are being sort of there's indie films and uh, going around. I think we just gotta find them. Uh, but they're definitely kind of coming out, you know. Anything Judd Apatow does is usually pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's interesting. I'd have, to, I'd have to take a. I'd have to take a peek and look at what's going on. I mean, Deadpool's there, right? I mean, that's that is a comedy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a superhero comedy, but it's definitely an all-out comedy. I can attest
1: right? to that.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's it's a lot funny. of people
0: and a lot of actors have a lot more opportunities, especially with the advent of things like Netflix. Netflix seems to be like they're taking a chance on, you know, to a little bit of everything, even their own originals. So I think, um, at least from the outside looking in, because I'm not necessarily on the inside of the business, do you feel like there's a lot more opportunities with all of these streaming services going on nowadays? For-
3: um... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely more opportunities. Um, but in in a roundabout sort of way, it's interesting because a lot of, say, film actors, you know, you classically say they just do film. They don't necessarily do TV. Um, but now everything is, you know, all coming through the same wash and you're getting everybody doing everything. So in one sense, there is a lot of opportunity, but in another sense, the... The order's coming down, do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? As in, like, people are doing everything, and those that are more well-regarded or more famous, let's say, or um, more in demand for whatever you call it, uh, they're doing everything as well. So um, younger actors, actresses, uh, might not get the same opportunities they were once before. And, you know, the same sort of goes for Broadway. I mean, you used to have to go to Broadway before you did, you know, you went to Hollywood, let's say. Now you have to be in Hollywood before you can come to do Broadway, unless you're really through one of these um, theater schools and get sort of into that wave at the beginning. So it's all very it's all very interesting. It all makes, it all makes the business real um, mm-hmm uh what am i looking for um, it makes yeah it just makes the business interesting it makes the you know the jobs and the auditions um that much more mm, trying to find a smart word here to sound a lot <laughs> more smarter than i am but i can't find one right now so i'm just gonna go with yes that's what i mean <laughs> <clears throat>
2: Now now you talked about uh previously doing stand up is stand up something you want to get back to
3: uh me and my my writing partner actually yeah we're thinking about putting together the show um for in the next couple of months so we're uh we're thinking about getting the band back together and firing it up
2: you, you know stand up you're walking out on that uh that that wire and uh you know you, you have the audience one you could do the same material for a different audience and they'll love it and the next one maybe not so much um how do you deal with uh you know the crowd work and uh the differences in what you get from crowds and do you just feed off the crowd or do you you know do you cancel them out or what
3: yeah sometimes it depends you know sometimes it's you know it's just like doing improv you, you know you sort of feel it and go i mean i never considered myself a comedian by any stretch i usually just went up there and tried to be Billy Connolly and tell some funny stories um but uh yeah, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work I've, I've done a few shows over the past couple of years, and you know sometimes that energy just hits and it's right, and the last few sort of stand up or speaking gigs that end up being uh comedic, no matter what they 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 went well and they' were well received so um, in that case, uh, it was a bonus, but yeah, there's um, there's no better feeling when you get up there and you really bomb and you really stink the join out, and that has happened to me many, many times.
2: <laughs> it I'm
3: lets you know you're alive, man, let me tell you. It definitely, <laughs> definitely sort of gets you in your gut. You're like, wow, I wonder when the astronauts see Earth from space. I wonder what they feel because this feels like shit. <laughs>
2: Uh, do you, have you ever been heckled?
3: Oh yeah, usually from your buddies too. <laughs> oh wow, they're, they're usually the ones going, "Shut up, Burke! You crap! Sit down! <laughs> That's a dumb joke, Burke." <laughs> hey, Burke! Man, th- those are the
1: Look best you. friends.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, those are the greatest buddies <laughs> you could ever do. Uh, now, so uh, now you're creating your own content as well, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, we're writing, uh, we've got a few projects on the go, and um, we're in the middle of producing some things uh, right now, and um, I'm actually starting to film this um, web series that I've got going, we had our first production last week, um, which went fairly well, but was more of a trial run than anything, so we've learned a lot, and we're going to be getting going the next week again and uh trying to bang something out and um and uh get it going
2: yeah we we live in such a great time where you that is possible you know when i was coming up that wasn't possible (laughs) you know so and there's so many avenues that you can uh get your work to be seen by people as well and technology the technology to produce it isn't isn't very expensive at all. You know, I think um, Sodenberg did his last movie on, like, an iPhone 7 or something like that. That's what I yeah, think. he did. Yeah. So it's like, I'm I'm looking at my iPhone 10, like, you know what, I need to crank out some movies with this thing. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah,
3: it's there. I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely available, and, and, and you can utilize it, and... Um... You know that there's there's one thing about everybody creating content. There is also one thing about not all the content created is equal. Right. And, right. and Some of it, which is you know good and bad. You know you can always learn from those projects that aren't uh, of a certain quality, let's say. Um, but it, when, whenever people are out there telling stories and 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 um, moving ideas around, it's it's always a good thing. So I think that. Um, that this technology and the and the and the access to this technology, I think, is uh, is something that is um, is positive. It's oh, positive, definitely.
2: And you never know who the next great whatever is going to come out of it. You know,
3: um, right? Yeah. Especially when everybody thinks they are in the next great whatever. <laughs>
2: yeah, everybody does. Everybody has a script too. It's funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, or 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 they have an idea for a script they want you to write. So, and produce. Yeah, that, that
3: happens a lot, too. <laughs> and produce <laughs> I mean, and get Denzel
2: the, the star in it, too. Let's not forget
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you You just describe my... What are you trying to say to me, bro? You just, you just described my career. Remember that, remember that idea I was telling you about? Where, where are you on that?
2: Yeah, we got to hop to it, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Get in there. I just gave you... inter. <laughs> well, what was it? Inceptionally Skyscraper. So clearly there's a sequel there.
1: Hey, that was my idea.
3: Was my I idea. came up with the title. <laughs> all right, don't be, don't be, don't to look. We're, if we're gonna enter on this contract too. together. We want to start on the right foot. All right, yeah. We'll be squeezing me out of the production already when we just began.
2: Maybe maybe I can get a uh, Damon Dash to loan us uh, two million to get started. So <laughs> we could give everything. I thought right. we
3: were gonna start with the iPhone. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I still need the the two million though for uh, craft services. And, uh, How big is this phone going to be? <laughs> I need the rig for the phone. <laughs> craft services. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I got you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make it happen. I gotta make it happen. Um, the, you know, it's funny too. Um, I've I've interviewed quite a bit of uh, Canadian actors over the years, right. and I and I noticed that. Uh, you know it's a it's a nice community and it seems like it's a recurring theme that me and Yardley have come across of when the phone's not ringing to come together and make you know your own projects and you know not to worry about the phone ringing because it's going to ring when it rings right so yeah uh, I, I noticed that, that that seems to be a recurring thing uh, is that is that your mindset as
3: well sure i mean we always want to be creative you know i try and, and do um you know, at least one, you know, at least, you know, every day being creative and, and doing things, whether it's writing, um, you know, shooting, reading, learning, um, you know, it's a constant, a constant process and, and something that I, sh- I'm, I'm not stopping anytime soon, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah.
2: Now, um, now you've done a lot of stage work. Uh, is that something that you want to get back to uh, doing? more often?
3: Absolutely, yes. Um, anytime, like when I went to go see the Iceman those few times, I went again there past Wednesday. Anytime I see, I get incredibly jealous by those people up there on that stage because I really want to be there and, and, and watching. I mean, you know, stage work is the actor's medium. Mm-hmm. That's where, you know, it's it's you up there from start to finish. And it's, uh, it's, it's terrific. And there's no... There's no better feeling than having a live audience there uh, along with the ride along for the ride with you rather. And um yeah, I love it. I was I did a I did a series um a Sam Shepard series a few months ago oh, wow. with uh Matthew Broderick and um oh what's his face from John Slattery.
2: Mm. Uh,
3: yeah. And uh Neil Le and it was it was great and that was the first bit I'd done in a few months. So that was it was good to get back out there and, I'm definitely, I'm definitely still waiting for my Broadway debut because I'm ready. Ready, yeah huh? that's, that's
1: You know, I, I just, I just heard something. Maybe you can tell us whether this is true or not. I just heard uh, kind of a, a critical. Uh, I, well, I guess it wasn't critical as much as it was just sort of an overall observation that Broadway has become so much more like Vegas than retained its kind of early roots. And the reason that they said that is because every other show that's produced now is basically done from some other material. It's done from, uh, you know, some, something else that has basically already been done instead of what used to make Broadway great, which were all of the originals. And I was wondering, you know, I, I, I mean, I watch what happens on Broadway quite a bit. But I, I'm wondering, is there something else that I'm, that I'm not seeing about why they would say that? Do you feel no. that Broadway's become more vegas
3: I'm, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say Vegas. I mean, there are a lot of lights in Times Square, <laughs> but that's definitely um, they're definitely doing sort of movie musicals more often in the last sort of ten fifteen years, at least since I've been here in New York. And um, you know, there's there's an audience for that in one way. I mean, you know, a producer might make the argument that when people when tourists are coming to New York and they want to see they want to see a show. If they know they're gonna go see School of Rock the musical, it's because they probably saw the movie, right. and they're like, "Oh, I like that movie. Let's go see the musical." Rather than taking a chance on on a lesser known play or a lesser known musical for that matter. Um, but there's definitely, um, yeah, there's just more of those types of projects being turned. But then you, you know, but then you get you know people still doing Eugene O'Neill, you know, Iceman Cometh. Um, I think Hello, Dolly! is back. Yeah. I mean, that's a classic. Um, so I think there, there's this great show coming in the fall called The Ferryman that was really good in London. Um, so there, uh, yeah, I mean, there are there are those bits and pieces. I'd love to see them doing more original work. I'd love to see more uh, writers and playwrights and directors getting the opportunity to do these lesser known and original pieces and getting them out there but it's just tough because Broadway's so expensive you know you know if you're a producer and you've got you know 1500 seats to fill at a 100 bucks a seat which is larceny mm-hmm. high larceny um but you know they 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 want to make their money back right which is one of the reason why you're getting all these recognized hollywood names doing more doing more broadway and coming through that way because it's just another easier way for the producers to put the, 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 the bums in the seats, you know? <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. But I think it's cyclical too, at least I hope it is. And um anytime you get a chance to see a, a a good piece of original work, it um it just bodes well for the community and bodes well for uh for everybody um attached to it, you know.
1: Well, it seems like when, you know, when you're and maybe you can tell me sort of how you feel about that, but it seems like when actors, when they decide that uh, Broadway is the way that they want to go or no, I shouldn't say that's the way that they want to go when they decide that that's what they want their emphasis to be, that they're looking for something that is original. Um, But but it certainly does seem like Broadway churns out a lot of uh, people from exactly what you were just saying, those adaptation musicals that then all of a sudden you have breakout people, breakout stars from those. So it can't be, it can't be all bad because I don't see a whole lot of those people coming from, you know, Vegasy kind of places either.
3: Right. No, I mean, no, it's not, I'm not saying that it's all bad at all. I and mean, you're always going to get people breaking out and, and good work is good work. And people seeing others doing good work will inevitably, uh, move the needle, um, for those individuals, which is great. Um, I mean, it's no, no, it's not all they bad. Always have Hamilton. It's just, it's just sometimes, you know, do, do, there, we, do we need to see, do we need to see another jukebox music. musical? Do we need to see, you know, all Johnny Cash's tunes thrown into, you know, a musical? I mean, it's music already. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, school of rock was a great film. Do we need it as a musical? I don't know. I love Kinky Boots. Do we need it as a musical? I don't know. But it is what it is.
1: I would actually argue that, yes, we do need School of Rock, so I'll just be on that <laughs> side. Yeah, I'll just well, good.
3: Well, I hope you enjoy it when you get the chance to see
1: it. I'm, I'm from New York, so I, I live in Hawaii, but I'm from New York. So I, I do take right, back from go. time
2: to time. Bam. There you go. I'm, I'm sure they're going to have a uh, school of rock is going to make its way to Hawaii at some point, right? Um,
1: well, yeah, even... By then, I'll probably be like 80.
3: So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there a friend of mine is actually doing um, doing Tootsie the musical. It's coming out. Oh,
1: my God.
3: He just, he just told me last night. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, fucking good for you, bud. <laughs> I
1: don't know how I feel about that one.
2: Hey, they should do. Uh, they should do Get Out the Musical. That'd be a great one. Don't
3: look, man. You just <laughs> fire it out there, and I guarantee somebody'd be like, "Yes, let's do it."
2: That's totally a musical too.
1: I I, I think you should do Hell on Wheels the musical.
0: I
2: mean, there are so
1: many awesome pieces you could
0: take. You have to do Hell on Wheels on ice.
3: <laughs> I was talking. Hell on ice. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. There was there was actually interestingly enough at my. Um, at uh, at this bar, they um, had a burlesque show that was based on Hell on Wheels. It was called Hell on Heels, and the guy running the burlesque was Colin Bohannon. And all these all these different characters were doing this, you know, very well-to-do burlesque show, like really good dancing and sort of western themed. And the whole thing was based around Hell on Wheels, but it was called Hell on Heels. And my girlfriend at the time, she was like, "Phil, you got to uh, you got to check this out." And I was like, come on. So I actually went, checked it out, ended up doing sort of an impromptu set, an impromptu um, bit of stand-up and, and did an interview and, um, and had a couple dancers uh, dance for me. It was great. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> that, is, that is funny. It was, it was shocking. You know,
2: you, you know what's funny, too, about Hell on Wheels is that um, when we were doing the podcast – uh, and I and we just had someone that was on a show that we covered called Black Sales, and, and it's very similar. Uh, when we were doing the podcast, a lot of times we would have to explain to people what the show was and all of that stuff, right? Who, was, who weren't already fans. But I noticed that since the show's been off the air, it's really grown in popularity. Uh, Huge.
3: Uh, Huge. I, I mean, most days, most days, uh, uh, you know. We get recognized and and, um you know people it's it's really taken off with sort of um netflix and you know being you know still still on the tube um i wish they'd play it more um get a couple ducats pay for that burger (laughs) Um, but uh yeah it's um it's 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 good It's, it's it's um i'm glad to see that it's still generating generating uh people and an audience it's uh it's a testament to the everyone involved top to bottom
2: i, I was at a party uh like last year and yeah. um, someone mentioned to another person that i did a i had i used to do a podcast about the show and the person had just like binge watched the whole run and i could not escape that person <laughs> that person just wanted to talk because it was so fresh to them yeah. So they just wanted to talk about the show and I'm just like, Yeah, 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 yeah. that was when Elam died that was that sucked. You know, <laughs> like you know like You yeah. like, <laughs> like,
3: yeah, you're like, alone. I've already spoken about this for hours. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I said Hey, wait, did you did you just did you mention that you did a black sales podcast? Yeah,
2: yeah we yeah. did. Oh,
3: dude. I finally just finished the final season
2: was good, um, huh?
3: <laughs> I, I love that. I, I I love that stuff. I love those sort of pirate shows and all that kind of thing. I I I don't, I don't know what I thought about the ending. I thought it was all right, mm-hmm. but I mean, you knew sort of it was going to happen because it's the precursor to Treasure Island, so right. that was gonna that was gonna be there anyhow. But uh, I kind of like the way that uh, old Long John Silver came to be, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. And and it was really the uh, the success of our Helen Wheels show that led us to do the black sales show and then have people from that show as well. So, uh, thank Once again, thank you for all the support you gave us while we were doing that show. I mean, you Oh
3: not at all, man, you guys are terrific. I'm, I'm, I'm honored and humbled to be a part of it. Thank you. Yeah. It was, it
2: was a, it was a really great experience. And, uh, and now, you know, when we see you guys on other things and stuff like that, we definitely would like to support and, you know, our groups are still really popular and, and we pass the word along, like if, if you're in something, or if or if uh, Anson or anybody else or something like that. So, you know, it's it's really it's really cool. It's a, a great uh, community came out of that, and that's still alive well,
3: today. That's 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 terrific news. Uh, I feel the love. Thank you very much. Sending love to uh, to all those who are who are in the community uh, for Helen Wheels and other bits. You know, yeah, you you
2: definitely a fan favorite. Uh, you oh, let me tell you how much. On. Let me tell you how much they liked you. <laughs> yes, dude. They, come on, they liked you this. so much that even when you killed your brother on the show, they still liked you. So, yeah,
3: <laughs> look, man, that guy was going the wrong way for a right slap. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there, no, was, there no, was just that the, the the guy. You know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta squelch the flame. They, take him out. They they liked you so much. Not only did you
2: kill your brother, you became a pimp and the female audience didn't turn on you even if you became a pimp on the show so.
3: but i think i think that's just because of my dashing good looks and charming personality you know i think uh, i think it has nothing to do with what my vocation or job description was you i think essentially it's all and but it, it it's on all you. just it's all just handsome mickey you know what i
2: mean you i mean literally you could, you could get away with murder uh, pretty much uh and I think I did a few times. <laughs> right, right, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, why are you not running
1: for president? Right? I, mean, I, I know. You have right? all the hallmark
3: characteristics. I I know. I don't yeah. know whether to take that as a compliment <laughs> or a very, a very backhanded insult. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll leave it ambiguous for you so you can pick because that's
3: important. Oh. So. it could be it could be a, a backhanded compliment with a with a, a little sprinkling of insults.
1: It's <laughs> Was actually. Actually, it was meant as a
3: compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, one, right. one question well, we never I'll, asked I'll, you. I'll,
2: yeah. Uh, right. How would you prepare uh, when when Mickey did his pimp turn? Uh, did you uh, did you um, go on a ride along with some pimps or something like that, or how did you prepare for that?
3: Right. <laughs> well, uh, I very much um, I begged AMC and the producers of Hell on Wheels to give me a research budget. You know. <laughs> So I could go around to different strip clubs, hang out in the back with the ladies, and really get to know them one-on-one. You know? Really get to understand what it's like to be in their world. Then I was going to take some of that and transfer it over and just get a whole bunch of hookers in my apartment. Just, for, just, to, just to talk. You know, just to, just to really sit down and see what it's like to be in the industry. What's good, what's bad. What to say, what not to say, and lo and behold, AMC and Helen Wheels did not afford me said budget, which was disappointing to say the least. I mean, I really like to research these things, and especially in an industry so so different and really not explored at all. Um, I had to use a lot of imagination, and um, you know, I did a lot of my own reading. And um, I, I might I might have uh, saved a couple coins and and walked into a <laughs> a, a, a ne'er do well joint here and there, but it was strictly strictly for research, <laughs> you know, st- just research possibilities and and you know, it's really it's it's they don't like it when you go into to strip clubs or brothels with a pen and paper. Let me tell you.
2: <laughs> i w- I would think so, yeah, they want you to have paper, but the- another kind of paper <laughs> the Indeed. Green one. no they're
3: most certainly <laughs> they're definitely looking for that type of paper, brother
2: <laughs> that oh my God, Yes. uh you know it's it's interesting too though you you've played so many different parts um do you get do you often get a lot of chance to really research? Uh, before you start a part, um, you know, the character, their vocation, and all that kind of stuff, or is it, uh, is it, I know, you You know, sometimes you do a lot of TV shows, so you don't have a lot of time. Do you get a chance, though, to do that?
3: Um, sometimes, depending on, you know, depending on the piece, and depending on what you're being involved in. Um, uh, again, with TV, it's a bit more difficult, because you don't know what's coming up next. It's not up to you. Mm-hmm. Right? With um, With film and stuff, yeah, I mean I like to do all the research required and and, and speak and talk and and um you know get involved with, with with sort of um with the character. But other times it's just not really required. Other times you're just like, "Phil, shut up and say the lines. You're thinking too much." And, you know, and then you're just like, "Okay, you know. Screw all my work out the window then." <laughs>
2: We we just interviewed this actor uh, named his name is Sean Cameron Michael who was on uh, Black Sails and uh, he, who is he, who is he in that he played Richard Guthrie the the father of Eleanor who got killed by Vane in the second oh, season oh yeah 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 great really awesome. really fantastic actor and he talked yeah. about how he was doing the show where he was playing a Russian and he's he's South African and he doesn't obviously speak Russian and they gave him like the night before. That he had all this monologue in Russian, and he's like, You, you got it, right? And he's like, Uh, sure, you know. So, <laughs> so,
3: yeah, that's so, happened once or twice. So he's like, I had to learn
2: a new language in like seven hours, <laughs> you know. So,
3: but, uh, well, that's, that's what makes
2: the job fun. <laughs> oh my God, it would drive me nuts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, to gotta, gotta love it, right? Yeah,
3: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
2: So uh, so what can we be on the lookout for you? Do uh, you have any projects that you can talk about that uh, we should be on the lookout for?
3: Not necessarily that I can really speak on now, but I'll definitely let you know once sort of um, things sift through um, and filter down. Uh, I'm just doing this, um, this uh, small independent in Idaho in a few weeks. Um, the Van Helsing, the new season, will be coming out in the fall, I believe. All right and then, um, yeah, hopefully we'll have um some other projects and some bigger pieces to come back and talk to you all about
2: all right, all right um so uh the van Helsing is uh is the in its third season, right coming up,
3: I think so, yeah, third yeah, season,
2: so so uh it'll be the third season coming up
3: and um and
2: there's a couple of people from uh uh,
3: well and Jonathan
2: scarf right is he involved in it
3: yeah scarf is in it. he's also directing some episodes now, which is great. he's terrific. I was hanging with him a couple of weeks ago, oh. and uh chris Heyerdahl, he's in there he's brilliant he actually just won a big award um in b c for his uh, for his work, which was well deserved because he is brilliant mm-hmm. um and then there's other there's been a few i think maybe Tim Ganey was in there for a bit um I think there's a, a few others but yeah, it's great when the when the guys come back and um, you know we can we can get the get the band back together so to speak.
2: You know, Hireda is in Sicario, Day of the Soldado. He a, no uh, way. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, I saw him. I was like, oh shoot, because he looks. He has a. Uh, at first, I didn't recognize him, and I was like, oh, that's him. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool to see him in that.
3: That that I'm gonna go see that this week. I was yeah. thinking about it. I was thinking about it tonight actually. And good thing you reminded me about this. Otherwise, we'd have to do a quiet
2: interview from the theater. <laughs> hey, look, I I saw, uh, I'm a big fan of the original uh, Sicario, and this one is... Yeah, the original's great. Good. Yeah, so this one, um, is, obviously, is not as great as the first one, but it, it's it's a good movie, though.
3: So, well, uh, thanks for, you know, building up some hope. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, definitely,
2: for sure, because I sure would tell you, like, skip that, <laughs> skip that, <laughs> you know, so... So, um, okay. So now you're, you're all over social media. Uh, how can people (laughs) Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, drop a line, see what's going on and, uh, and check in.
2: All right. And, uh, Jen, how can people get you in social media?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So you cut oh, it for, just
3: for a, a minute, minute. minute there, I thought the apocalypse happened. <laughs> right.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, nothing that exciting. Uh, people can get me on social media at Following Bliss One on Twitter. And my two websites are Critical Laughs with two L's.com and MoviesMakeTheMeal.com. All
2: right. And uh, Yardley, how can people get you on social media?
0: Follow
2: on right. Uh oh, we can't hear you, uh, Yardley.
0: You can follow me
2: on Twitter at mark. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at KenteF. You can go to our website, indyradio.org. That's I-N-D-Y radio.org. We are off for the rest of the week, so no black sales retrospective and no uh, cinema de fromage. Uh, but we will be back next week with all of those shows coming back, even uh, another uh, spotlight uh, as well on uh, Monday, but then we'll be going back to our regular schedule Fridays. So you guys have a great 4th of July week, and God bless. We'll catch you next time.
3: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right now. At Essentia, we're here to put a flag in the ground and tell the world a better you starts with a better water. This isn't fashion. This is science. Essentia is supercharged ionized alkaline water with a 9.5 or higher pH and a clean, smooth taste. Essentia is designed for the doers, the believers, the overachievers. Drink it in and do all the things that make you extraordinary.